Welcome to the Grappling Review, where we talk and nerd out about all the grappling news, products, and events that are happening. My name is Gabe. And this is Danny. And um, we are going to be talking about the event that just happened this past weekend, Who's Number One, which uh, had an interesting turn of events uh, prior to the event starting. And we're also going to give a little bit of a preview to this weekend's upcoming Third Coast Grappling Kumite 5. Uh, we'll only be ca- talking about the tournament bracket, not the uh, super fights that are going to be going on. Um, but before that, I wanted to talk a little bit about Monkey Tape. We uh, uh, want to give you guys a little bit of a review for those of you guys that don't know what Monkey Tape is. It is a super awesome brand focused on giving grapplers finger specific tape and it and doesn't come off it ever. doesn't come off it, ever. yeah ever really um i'm constantly stealing danny's tape yep because he's you know my subordinate and you ask not... at least i appreciate that i ask well, you ask whose tape is this, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's mine," and then you put it on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I politely steal. Yeah. So okay. to speak. Like <laughs> Monkey tape is dope. It's um uh founded by a uh, uh teammate of mine out in Cobrinas. He's a brown belt and super cool uh dude. Super cool company. Um, and it's 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 got like a little bit of a. F- funk feel as far as to you know the 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 branding and everything i mean it's monkey on the tape you know which you know it's it's kind of funny it's kind of cool um but the tape itself is super strong uh they usually come in in different sizes depending on like people's finger sizes i think like the the biggest issue with you know before monkey tape came along was you'd have to get like sports tape and then you'd have to rip it yourself to a specific size yeah um if you if you've been on the mat long enough i'm sure that you've seen you know thick like two inch rolls of of white tape that seem to have like different grooves and size tapes directly on it and that's because we would have to like rip it to the size that we want you know to fit our finger properly or toes um, or toes right um and uh i don't know man monkey tape has been kind of like a godsend um you know, I recently messed up my finger pretty horrendously. It's a uh, basically imagine putting your hand on the mat, finger spread out, and then taking a hammer to a knuckle, which is essentially what kind of happened. Imagine it. Don't imagine it. It's way worse than a terrible grip break, but uh, it's been a huge bulge. But without the monkey tape, I would not be able to train. There's days that like I decide not to put on any monkey tape, and I regret it after like the first grip break it's terrible yeah um i mean i know which fingers of mine are already kind of wrecked so I, I don't even bother i put it right on there as soon as we get there and take it from one of the sweatiest guys in the gym you can sweat all you want and that that tape holds that's one of the most impressive things i don't know how it how it, it'll stay but it it stays the entire you don't time. Be reminding people of how much nasty sweat all right so people who don't tape. know me I sweat a lot. It's just, it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. We sweat. Warm-ups, drenched. We do warm-ups? Of course. Everyone has to do warm-ups. It's not a gym. I don't, I don't do belts. I, I do warm-ups in the uh, fundamentals classes. I don't do warm-ups in, in the regular classes. We're just a gym of purple belts. <laughs> uh, that's not true. We do have <laughs> aspiring purple belts. Exactly. Um, not nah, so. Yeah, it's it's weird. I actually need to kind of, you know, ask uh, ask him directly, like, what it is, or how exactly. It might be one of those instances where he's like, "Well, if he tells you, he's gonna have to kill you," because like, that <laughs> maybe thing, it's that, like a trade secret. That's like, and because I've tried millions of different brain. tape, but like, this is the only tape that like. It stays when I yeah when however whatever fact form I tape my fingers with or however it, it doesn't come off it doesn't rip off it does make it I don't want to say annoying to take off when you're done um 
because it kind of like that's the whole purpose of the tape. You want it to stay on your finger, but sometimes yeah, I, can't, I, I leave night. it on and then I come home and I try to cut it off with scissors. But yeah, sometimes cutting off with way to get it off. Best. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and we're not sponsored by any of these brands or companies or anything. So Monkey Tape, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be super dope. But we're just giving you guys a little bit of a review on some of the products that we use every day, and. Monkey you know, tape is up there. It's one of the monkey best, tape is sure. definitely one. It, monkey tape is a staple product. If you don't have um, monkey tape or at least some sort of tape, there's a couple other companies out there. There's grip tape that's coming out. Um, you know, it's it's a relatively new company. It's a Gianno, Gianni Grippo's uh, company, which sounds like he was born for <laughs> a grip tape company. Um, so we're probably gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I am going to check out, um, the grip tape, you know, check it out, test it out for you guys, see which one is better, put the two against each other, you know, oh, I can want to give a, movie. make sure it's a fair process and a fair shake for all the, uh, all the grapplers out there that, that, that are, you know, relying on our expertise, <laughs> you know, our years and years of expertise in, uh, this, uh, realm of grip tape and stuff so um but it's it, it, monkey tape is going to be a hard oh yeah hard so sure. uh, it's going to be a tough you know it's going to be tough to pry me away from monkey tape it, it's, it's, it's literally one of those things where it's like nothing has actually come as close it's to essential it. yeah it's, it's essential monkey tape is essential um so yeah check it out the uh website's monkeytapeco.com i guess somebody stole the monkeytape.com uh, address but it's monkeytapeco.com if you want to check it out and um you know support your small businesses in jiu-jitsu man we need them especially right now during the ongoing pandemic that's still i guess hurting the uh i think i think that the jiu-jitsu community is probably the the industry and community that's been hurt the most hands down in the entire community because gyms the weightlifting gyms are back to are sort of back to normal right but because you could still technically social distance in the gym but at the dojo it's kind of like well yeah i mean there's ways but you know we're all kind of hurting and yeah man you know like there's a lot of gyms that are a lot of dojos or you know jujitsu schools there's a lot that are kind of defying that are just not paying attention to the uh guidelines or regulations of the state however they're implemented um but for the most part from you know most jiu-jitsu schools if they want to adhere to the guidelines it's their jiu-jitsu schools are the ones that are being the most affected i think jiu-jitsu schools and um i mean i guess fitness centers you know, but even fitness centers, like they'll, they'll be able to come back through like yoga schools are doing a lot of yoga practices outside of their, their, their school. There's like CrossFit gyms doing their stuff outside. Yeah. CrossFit gyms are doing like running classes outdoors because they can, can't really run jujitsu classes outside. I'm sure you could do like solo drills and stuff like that. But I think that like, as soon as, at least here in New York, as soon as people start seeing like uh, a bunch of sweaty guys, like literally ripping each other's limbs apart, I don't know. <laughs> I and think that's like people, yeah, people instantly start calling cops. So, um, I guess the theater business has probably been hit the, the hardest, but they got money. They got, they got, I mean, I think the, like, things like Broadway and stuff. Yeah. But I yeah. guess off Broadway, smaller production houses, not so much. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Movie theaters. Yeah. Movie yeah. Theaters. That's true. Broadway. Yeah. That is true. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway. The next thing that I want to talk about before we get into the uh, third coast grappling Kumite uh, five, um, I want to give a like my impressions. I don't know if you saw any of the matches, but I want to give my impressions on the the matches that took place on Friday. The who's yeah. number one event that took place this past Friday. Now it was it was it was built to be a huge event because you had essentially essentially. The, you know, the marquee staple names of the Donahue Death Squad, Gordon Ryan, Gary Tonin, and Craig Jones headlining the event yeah, against, like, some superstar names. It, right. it, like, I mean, I was so looking forward to seeing the, these matches. Gary Tonin against Dante Leon. 
Gordon Ryan against Ronaldo Jr. Mm-hmm. and Craig Jones against Hulk Barboza. Unfortunately, COVID raised its ugly head. COVID reared its ugly head, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gordon Ryan and Craig Jones both tested positive for COVID. And we wish them well. You know, I'm sure that a ton of the trolls and, you know, social media probably don't wish them well. But yeah, <laughs> wish them well. Hopefully they come back. Out of he this seems to be doing OK. He seems to be doing yeah. OK. And his newly furnished home. I think that like if you have like if you take care of your body, you can run through COVID like nothing. But. I, well, I, anyway. I mean, I don't know if how, how true it was, but it, like looking at the social media, he he definitely didn't have the easiest time getting through it. So, who he, like uh, Gordon Ryan? He was saying he had like really? a fever and like yeah. I well, mean, I mean, he had all the symptoms, I'm sure, but you know, like there's people dying. So yeah, exactly. He's still around. He's still there. Yeah, still I wonder if his attitude's gonna change because he's been very vocal about how like masks off and all that other like, stuff. Yeah, and COVID's not real and this, that, and the other. And and the other thing, too, is that, like, he, he if I'm not mistaken, his dad lives with him. So, yeah. you know, I would imagine that, that he'd be worried about bringing COVID to his house. I'm sure he was very careful about to. it. I hope so. Um, And, yeah, Craig Jones, this is, like, last year, last year he had the pink eye of death, and this year he has COVID <laughs> and stuff. So, you know. I hope he's doing all right too. Um, but yeah, they got taken out of the uh, the event, and it seemed like the only meaningful event that was going to happen would was going to be the main event, which is Gary Tone against uh, Dante Leon. But on three days' notice, Cyborg and uh, Wagner Hosha they stepped up out of nowhere. So now we had a potentially you know explosive main event you know happening or or, or main card fa- happening. So um, in the uh, three headlining events, now you have um, you have Wagner Hosha against Ronaldo Jr. Then you had Cyborg against uh, Hulk, which was their third match. Yep. And you had Gary Tonin and Dante Leon, which is their second match, a rematch off ADCC. Mm-hmm. So potentially explosive. Um, and I got to give a shout out to Junie. Junie... Uh, started the uh, main event the main card um actually i don't know i don't have on hand who he competed against but you know sorry dude but junie kind of ran through you it was uh you know it was pretty basic i gotta say that like i thought i i expected junie to uh be a little bit more aggressive with his z lock and 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 attacking with the legs i know that Mm -hmm. he fought a guy from tough planet um so maybe he tried to stay away from like the leg lock game but he Real, pr- pretty quickly passed to side and mount control and was attacking arm triangle from mount. Um, but he seemed to be content, like just kind of staying on top there, which Juni, knowing Juni, I've trained with him before. He's, he's very fast paced, very explosive, very, mm-hmm. you know, aggressive with everything that he does. And, you know, maybe his opponent wasn't really opening up and stuff. Uh, Juni did kind of control the entire match. He won the uh, ref's decision. I don't believe he won by submission. Sometimes so with all these matches, it? you kind of get like muddied and stuff. But Would you say he was playing it safe then? I don't necessarily know. He's not the type to play it safe. That's the thing. He's, not, he deci- he's the type to, to play it smart and aggressive, Yeah, but not necessarily the type to play it safe. But... I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted to see him, like, give me a repeat of, of the Z-Log. I totally expected him to, like, you know, when he saw the opportunity to go in and, you know, enter into, uh you know, the honey hole and, and, and get that Z-Log off, you know. So kind of make a name for himself off of that, that, that one, you know, submission, at least, you know, in the beginning, since mm-hmm. he's got some steam off of it. Right. Um, But I suspect to be seeing him pretty soon uh, on the on, on the competition stage again so now the three main cards ronaldo jr and wagner hosha did not go how i expected it to go i thought that ronaldo jr was going to be a little bit more explosive a little bit more of a you know technical match against Mm -hmm. wagner especially because it's three days notice that wagner didn't look like he was necessarily in the best shape of his life but he's looking a little stocky he was looking a little thick around the bit of a muffin top going on you know, one thing about Wagner Hosha is that you can never, ever discount him. He's 
He's a uh, he's a really aggressive fighter. He likes to do kind of like slapping clubs and hard palm checks. I call him like iron palm fist to the chest. <laughs> uh, almost, almost. Uh, it almost seems like a fight will break out at any moment. And I think I think Wagner's style mm-hmm. threw Ronaldo off because Ronaldo started trying to like match him with the same type of intensity on clubs and checks. And I don't think that that's the way that you should come at Wagner because nah, he was trying to he was trying to hit him with the same exact techniques and yeah he's trying to come at him with the same energy yeah. right but Wagner wants that I think that if you come at Wagner with that same energy Wagner knows that he's in your head and that yeah. kind of helps and give Wagner more confidence and Wagner was able to kind of handle the match um and he won a uh, rest decision he he, he outpaced uh, Ronaldo Jr. I think uh for the majority of the uh the the fight is intensity movement control the whole nine but that's the thing because like, he you said he was like trying to match that energy but if you don't have that same energy as him he's, he just dominated regardless yeah i mean and and here's the thing ronaldo was supposed to fight gordon ryan so this makes me think that like ronaldo's nowhere near ready to compete if he can't handle wagner and, and by no means am i saying that wagner is a uh you know uh a, you know, slow poke of nobody or whatever it is. Right. You know, he's he, he's a beast. He's, you know, a mainstay. And, and I think anybody that steps on the mat with Wagner has to kind of come with all their, you know, weapons at the ready. You know what I mean? Now, would you um, now would you say that maybe he was more prepared for Gordon Ryan, expecting to fight him? And then when this kind of new matchup came in, he didn't have the time as much to it's possible. prepare for it's it? It's possible because... Gordon Ryan, the way that he plays is very... He's very technical. It's very technical and lackadaisical, right? Like, yes. he's going to, like, walk forward and sit. He's not really going to be retreating. He's not going to, like, give you time to feel him out. He's going to walk forward, sit, start putting, pulling in and making grips and hooks and right. stuff like that. So, but mentally, maybe Ronaldo was a little bit more prepared for Gordon. But if... I, I feel like if Ronaldo couldn't handle Wagner... From a technical standpoint, he couldn't handle Wagner. I don't see any way that he could have handled Gordon Ryan. I think right, that, Gordon Ryan. I think definitely yeah, Gordon Ryan would have like steamrolled through him. I think, um, which is why I see why Gordon Ryan uh, put up his own money and said like, if Ronaldo can, can tap <laughs> him out, he'll give him 10k right yeah. there on the spot. And Ronaldo didn't have to put any money up for that bet. So, um. But still, kudos to Ronaldo because he's really the only big name that's taken on, you know, a match with Gordon. You know, right. no one really wants to fight him. So, I don't know. Um, the next match after that um, was a Cyborg and Hulk. And Cyborg and Hulk kind of went more or less how I expected it to go, which is relatively boring. You know, yeah. um, I-, I love Cyborg's intensity and stuff like that, but... You know, Cyborg's not really out there trying to take risks to finish the fight. You know, he's still kind of fighting this match the way that, like, you know, he fights most ADCC matches, which is a is is a is a criticism that I have with ADCC matches that, you know, you can still, it's still like you can still stall a win. You can still look like you're you're intense and fighting and not accomplish anything, not yeah. do anything. I mean, because it's just they they'll like run at each other, throw throw each other around a little bit, stand yeah. back up, and it's like, did you see the okay, match? Yeah, yeah. So like, it's I don't know, man. Like, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, he definitely outsized Hulk. Yeah, you know, um, but at the same time, I guess like Hulk wasn't ready either because he's already fought him, you know, three times, mm. and. Hulk should kind of come with a different approach. You know, what maybe I did he needs to kind of evolve fights, a little actually. bit. With, and I should have checked that? those out. I, did, I, didn't, I haven't actually seen those other fights, which I should have checked out. But, like, I mean, did they go around the same way or? More or less, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's it's just like kind of wrestling, 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 right. try to slam each other. And then get up. You know, and shoot and sprawl. Yeah. And... You know, Cyborg has a thing where, like, if you shoot and sprawl, he's, like, going for, like, the guillotine right away, threatening the guillotine to kind of stop or demotivate the opponent from continuing his shot. And he's attacking the submission. And there's one thing that black belts overall are really good at doing. It's, like, making it look like you you got a submission sunk in. When you don't really. I didn't feel like he had any of those guillotine attempts, really. So maybe the second one. But uh, Hulk just 
sat out, spun out of it, and scrambled out of that 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 choke attempt. And right, and that's the thing. I think that like, like okay, yeah, it never had me. Yeah, um, so I think early on, Cyborg had a few choke attempts. Um, they looked like they could have been something or turned into something. I think that like if he really had a choke, he would have jumped guard and tried to finish the guillotine instead of like just you know holding onto the neck, you know, right. defending the sprawl. So, That's another thing. They always they like by the like the third fourth minute they seem so winded because they exert all that energy in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I would say that like he definitely seemed a little bit. I wouldn't say winded. I mean, their cardio is definitely out there, but you know, huffing and puffing. But they're still moving. They're still like you know yeah. throwing each other and like really kind of lifting each other up. I mean, again, I do got to give like credit to Cyborg and Vagnum for taking the fight on three days' notice. So maybe this was a kind of um, uh, a. I guess like a consequence of that, right? Right. But I don't know. I just don't ever seen him really going for the finish because I saw Cyborg go against Roberto a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and even against Roberto, he was content with like you know, of course, working to pass and slamming and all that stuff. But I don't ever really see him attacking submissions. I actually finish. can't yeah. really remember the last time that I saw Cyborg finish someone. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but anyway. He went for a couple of chokes, and I think that he was content with uh, those choke attempts and running out the clock, knowing that he was going to, as long as Hulk doesn't put him in a submission attempt, I think in Cyborg's mind, he already had the fight won. So he was just pushing, 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 trying to slam, trying to pass, but not really trying to pass, it seemed like. Um, and then Hulk is just trying to throw out Hail Marys and... You know, that makes for an an, an exciting-looking match mm-hmm. for the uninitiated. But if you've been here long enough, you know what's going on. You're yeah. like, like after the after the second choke attempt, I already knew that, like, this was going to be a stall decision. And Yeah. I, I mean, it's know. funny you, you mentioned the ADCC because that's exactly what it felt like, one of those matches. That's what happens at ADCC, too. Yeah. You know, like, you they, they, they wrestle for the whole, like, first half of the rounds because they know that no points are going to be scored and they don't want to have a negative point scored for pulling guard. So they wait for the points to start and then the action really happens. And if it's a 10 minute match, now they have five minutes to either score a point or if a point is scored on them to finish the fight with a submission. Um, but in ADCC, every single match, the match doesn't really start until halfway, the halfway point until yeah. points are, are there, you know? So I think that there needs to be something, you know, that changes, you know, I've been a big proponent for giving points for submission attempts of course, that's a uh, subjective to the referee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would give at least one point for every legitimate submission attempt where the opponent has to fight off the submission, because now you're rewarding attacking submissions, right? And, and that's, that's the whole know, no matter no matter what the rule set is, if it's sub only, even in sub only, you can you can stall and not give any points, and you know they'll just stall and 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 fake a submission attempt and then. And then win off of that fake submission attempt, right? You know, like but there, there's no there real reward for the submission attempts. Um, and I think at ADCC, if you did something where you take you take uh, the same rule set, you know, the first half of the round, no points are scored. The second half of the round, points start for regular like takedowns, pass sweeps, and and so on. But for the entire match. There's a specific submission point where you can get a point no matter what in any in any of those halves. So yeah. this way, you now have in that wrestling portion where there's no points, where the only points available to you are submission attempts. You won't have people just stalling and wrestling until yeah, waiting for the, the second half. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. they they'll go for more submissions because you have a reward for actually going for them. Right. You know. So I don't that's know. A great idea. Yeah. Should write a letter. Or maybe start my own tournament, wolf tournament. <laughs> I've had I've had thoughts. Anyway, so the final <laughs> match on the final match on who's number one was the only match really that that kind of stood out to me, um, which Gary is the Tone. Gary Tone and Dalte Leon match, which again was you know anytime Gary Tone is on, he's a uh, he he's he, he's a beast man. He he throws entries left and right to submissions, and you know I think uh, a lot of people were correct on this where in in a submission only format where someone has the combination of a plethora of submission entries and no fear of getting submitted mm-hmm. because of the style of training that they do at Donahers very often they start in submission positions and 
and bad positions and their job is to get out, um, <clears throat> they kind of build into them not only the experience of the escapes, but mm-hmm. also they they don't they don't panic under those situations because they know the escapes. They've been there a million times in the yeah. basement, in the blue basement. And not only that, they'll use that as an opportunity to attack. Yeah, they'll use the submission themselves to to attack and, and counter. So um it's a it's kind of like this is the rule set that's perfect for gary because he really has no care in the world for someone attempting a submission on him and he will use their attempts against them as well as having a ton of entries himself so it was it it wasn't more evident than in this match where dante dante leon is a a beast he's uh he's, he's an animal he's you know a physical specimen as well as a super technical fighter but he was out of his depth here because I think around the halfway mark is when Gary really started kind of attacking subs and entries and stuff. And Dante was just scrambling to get out of them. But Dante was fighting almost like that point fighting game while Gary was fighting that sub only game. Dante was still trying to sweep and pass and try to go for the back. Whereas Gary is just attacking sub, 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 sub. And in this format, which is sub only, this is that's that's you're gonna you're gonna seem like there's worlds apart in level when right. it comes to it. So um it was just a really that, exciting I, match. That again, just out of the way they train. It's what they yeah, it's literally built for his to his to his advantage. Yeah. That yeah. whole squad, really. So it was it was the most exciting match of the night. It was a mm-hmm. really awesome match. Um and uh and I recommend everybody to go check it out to see what we're talking about as far as like the level of differences or the difference in level rather between the two fighters. They're both, I think, really great grapplers. But in this rule set, Gordon is just way beyond. And then one big thing that, that kind of happened at the end was Gordon Ryan, not Gordon, uh, Gary Tone and uh, calling out JT Torres. It's the mm-hmm. only match that he wants. It's the only match that's really kind of left for him in the fight to win realm. And um or fight to win who's number one realm and stuff and and i i'd be super excited to see that uh you know i believe jt has fought gary tonin three times but all in point based scenarios right not the, um, the first two went to ref's decision jt won those the second one went to a a a a a points i think uh i believe jt won two to zero or something like that so, but they've all been super close. There wasn't really a decisive victor because there was no submission and in the submission only match. I mean, honestly, I, I think it'd be cool to see a sub only no time limit match between the two of them because I don't want to see, I don't really want to see a fifth match, to be honest with you. So if they only do like a 10 minute sub only and it doesn't end in the sub, I think that we would like, JT would have another, <clears throat> another, another victory under his belt. I think JT is just too strong, too smart to let Gord, let Gary Tonin kind of get in on sub attempts and stuff like that. I think he's yeah. way too smart to let that happen. But if it's sub only, no time limit, then there's no choice but to attack, and you'll see who the actual, you know, victor of the two would be. So, yeah. But That's I'd be pulling personally. Fight. You know, I'd be pulling for JT. Yeah, of uh, course. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. I think that like he can. I want to say not from a technical standpoint because I think Gary Tonin has a lot more like experience in wrestling as far as like different uh, wrestling entries and so on and so forth. But I think that JT is the smarter wrestler. I think JT would be able to like wrestle and control Gary Tonin down and stop Gary Tonin from activating his game. So yeah, um, that would be my, I don't think he's just like in terms of control. I feel like he controls his emotions also like that whole non panicking, like any position you get put into. He, well, JT is a veteran, man. JT is a a super competition veteran and stuff. So, you know, um, I think that like, I I would give the edge to JT on that one. Definitely. I've been wrong plenty of times before, so don't hold me to it. That's why I don't bet. But yeah, that was kind of like our recap of, uh, you know, the who's number one. Uh, I wish, I hope that like, I'd still like to see Craig Jones versus Hulk. Um, 
I don't think I really want to see Ronaldo Jr. against Gordon Ryan anymore. Sorry, Gordon. You know, it sucks because Gordon loses a payday over this and stuff. And yeah. I don't think anybody would really be interested in seeing Gordon and <clears throat> Gordon and Ronaldo. But yeah, that's that's kind of kind of where we're at with that. So <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm like I got like a frog in my throat or something. It's the coffee. <laughs> so uh Next up is the uh, Third Coast Grappling Kumite. Kumite 5. And uh, we got a bunch of super fights going on in there. But we're going to be focusing mostly on the uh, eight-man bracket for the uh, 10 grand uh, check at the end. Mm -hmm. And the competitors on the bracket are Oliver Taza, uh, Renato Canudo, Roberto Jimenez, uh, Vito Oliveira, uh, Hugo Marquez, Johnny Tama, Jonathan Crazy, and Ty Rotulo. So this bracket's pretty cool. It's it's got like some pretty big names, some really exciting names. I think uh, for the most part, everyone here is a pretty exciting fighters, mm-hmm. and and the matches are well. We'll go through the matches in a moment. But is there any specific match that you think is going to be the fight of the night, right off the bat? Off the bat. Uh, I want to say the Oliveira and Gracie fight might has potential to be pretty good. Okay. Uh, I was looking at a couple of their fights, and they're both, they, they both can be pretty explosive. Yeah. Also, they fought earlier this year, so I feel like there's a little bit of heat still in there. I think uh, okay. Gracie won by, like, two points. He got, like, a sweep. At Europeans, yeah. right? Yeah, Euros. So yeah. I feel like there, it's almost a little bit of a grudge match there. And well, Euros was in the gi, and this is going to be no gi. So, so we'll see how that yeah, turns out. They're still still got to fight each other. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fight of the night is probably going to be Tama and Canuto. I think you know both their both their style both their styles are super wild and super out there, and they really really just go for it. And um, you know, if anybody knows Johnny Tama, he really like lives by the sword, dies by the sword. Yeah, he 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 he, you know, obviously he cares about winning. He wants to win always, but this dude would rather put on an exciting match, you know, over a boring win any day of the week. And again, you know, Tama is the uh, the the nogi world champion right now. So, so this, I think is probably going to be the fight of the night and it's, it's on the first bracket. So yep, it's, uh, yeah, really interesting. So we got Johnny Tama versus Canudo. We got Tyra Tulo versus Oliver Taza. We got Jimenez versus Marquez and Gracie versus Oliveira. So going to make our predictions. Let's go ahead and, uh, start actually on the, uh, Marquez and Jimenez side, Roberto Jimenez. Are you ready I think for stand? me. For me, this is an easy win for oh, yeah. Roberto Jimenez. He's mm-hmm. been a mainstay, specifically on the third coast grappling stage. So I think that he's like a veteran in that rule set. Um, but and he's still so Re- young. He's super young, but it's aside from that, he has like no fear of going against whoever. Doesn't matter right. who it is, he has no fear. And he, like compared he to everyone else, he's and- technically re- relatively new, no. Yeah, yeah, he's. I, I, I believe he's the newest. I would say maybe. Well, yeah, Jimenez has to be the newest, but he's also oh, nice. a little bit more veteran, I think, than than Marquez on the scene, just because Jimenez has been on the big stage, right? You know, especially during this pandemic, you know, kind of competition stage where all we have are the pay per view, you know, competitions. Jimenez, I think, has been, you know, just there a little bit more. So I give the edge to Jimenez. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I'm also a little biased. Like I'm, I'm a really big fan of his. Uh, well, I mean, I we gotta try to be unbiased. Okay, fine. All right. I, I, I mean, no, Jimenez. Even, even like if I was being all right, unbiased opinion, yeah, for sure, Jimenez. He's just so. Did you see um that new guard on Flow Grappling actually? The like the little documentary they did. On yeah, him? yeah, I did. Oh my god, oh, we so should good. actually we should talk. Oh, so good. That at some point. On the next podcast, so I'll, I'll I'll rewatch it and then we'll do a little yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. a little bit about it. Um, so how do you now? So Third Coast Grappling has, you know, a specific rule set where if you don't win by submission, you go to the 
overtime golden point rule, which is basically the first person to get a takedown or point or whatever. I still don't actually understand exactly how it works. Uh, but essentially, they want to promote submissions, but they do give out points. And if and I think the person with the highest amount of the the more the most points gets to decide where they start from in the golden point rule in overtime. You can either start from standing, right. I think you start in mount, um, or even the back take. Not sure. And it's oh, basically the first person that gets a point or a submission wins. Yeah. So in this match, I, I think that Jimenez won't let it go to overtime. I think that he's going to be able to get to the back of Marquez and finish it from the back. Hmm. What about you? Do you think it's going to go to overtime or not? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. What about, so the next match on that side, on the A side, is, uh you know, uh, Gracie and uh, Oliveira. So, I, what, where do you have, I mean, you, I think you probably know them a little bit better than I do. Um, where, what do you think, what are your picks? Oh, uh, for this one, I, I got Gracie again. Jobs Gracie? Yeah, I just, he's, I mean, at least the, la- the so I watched, I watched a couple of them, but I, the, the last one I saw was the one at Euros. And I mean, maybe it's different. I mean, obviously yeah, it's different because of the gi, but he seemed to control that fight a lot more. So I'm curious to see how they compete against each other in the nogi. Well, Jonathan's I think is a, a a bit more aggressive, so to speak, and definitely a little bit more technical. So I think I'd give it to Jonathan's Gracie too. Yeah. I do think this one goes to overtime, though. I think that this one's going to be I could a, a, a golden point yeah. uh, win. So, um, which would mean that it would be Jonathan's Gracie versus Roberto Jimenez, which I think is going to be an awesome match. So between those two. Who do you see winning? Oh, oh man. Sounds like it's tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, again, okay, so that one I, I could see going to overtime. And same, same. I, I, got, I think I got to give it to Jimenez. He's just so I, elusive. I feel like he could squeeze one out. This one's, this one's a bit of a coin toss for me. I think that it goes to uh, overtime. Um, if it goes to overtime, I think that like they'll want it standing, and Jimenez will probably get the takedown. I think uh, right. with his double leg, he'll either get the takedown or go to the back. So I think that he'll get like the first point there. Oh, but, his back takes are stupid, like ridiculous. Yeah, I think. Oh man, I wonder if they've actually ever fought against each other. I'm not sure, but I'd give the edge on Jimenez. But like a super slight edge, I think that this could be a coin toss. Uh, Jonathan Gracie, I think, is 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 physically stronger and and quite explosive. Although I think uh, Jimenez has a better grasp of his own game. Right. So. So that puts that, that I guess that puts Jimenez on the finals. Now over on the B side, we have Tom and Canudo. Now this one. Man, I I really don't know how to how to pick this one to be honest with you. Another another coin flip. This is one um, of those like I just want a really good fight. Yeah, I I'm so excited to see this match. So freaking excited. But um oh man, I really don't know what to pick here. Uh I think I think that like if Tama can get the if Tama can get to his Tama lock on Canudo I think that he'll be able to to win the match on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Canuto necessarily passes or takes Thomas back or anything like that. Um, Do you see it going to? Know, unless unless it, it it all depends because this is such a wild card. You know what? I don't. I'm not even ready to make a decision yet. To be <laughs> I can't even. Let's move on to the next match. I got to think this <laughs> over a little bit more. Okay. So the the next match is is Tyra Tula against Oliver Taza. Now Taza being part of uh Donner her squad, you know, is in is it has he's been a mainstay for a long time in the uh in, in the Donner squad, although he mm-hmm. hasn't had as much success as 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 Gordon Gary and, and even Craig Jones and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it might be because it's a lighter weight class and the lighter weight class is a lot more technical and a lot more scrambly. Right. So it's harder to lock people down in the uh, lighter weight classes. But oh, that makes sense. But in this game, I think 
I'm probably gonna go with well. What? what where do you think that? You're I would lean more towards Taza. I I think that this is gonna be Tyro Tulo. In overtime, only because I think Ty has in overtime. Yeah, and he ha- he has he has a little bit of a better understanding of I think of um, managing points in time than Taza does. You know, I think Taza would benefit from the sub only like oh, right, right, right. number one, but I think Ty knowing how to really, you know, be super explosive, uh, be a little wild himself, but also be competitive in the uh, in the points role and managing time and knowing how to like smarter you yeah know, yeah i think that he'll be a little bit of a smarter fighter and i think that it goes into overtime and i think that that rotulo gets the, the the first point in overtime now so that that means we don't know who well you didn't even pick match three so what happened you didn't even pick match three all right so yeah so let's go back to match three you, I want to hear what your pick is. I got Tama. You got Tama. I'm telling you, I'm. I, I want that all Ecuadorian final. Yeah, bro. but it's because you're Ecuadorian. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't like just be flying the flag forever, bro. Uh, America. <laughs> I still got Tama regardless. How do you How do you see Tama beating uh, Canudo? Uh, I I I agree with the overtime. Okay. Uh, I'd like to say back take, but I feel like that's mm. that's gonna be practically right. impossible. Yeah, exactly. But maybe a sweep. I don't know that tomalock. Eh. See, that's the thing. Yeah, because yeah, then up. it's like, all right, I want to pick him, but it's like, but all right, how does he win? That's that's the that's the thing. I, I mean, like I, honestly, I feel like I don't it's necessarily be... know. I don't necessarily know. Which one of these, which way either of them could win? Right. So for, and me it's ever... a, for me, it's a coin toss. I think that like if it goes to, if it goes to overtime, I think obviously it depends on who gets to choose the position. But if it goes to overtime, I would say the Canudo. He has really good wrestling. I think that and and he's super crazy scrambler. So I think in overtime, if it goes to overtime, I'm, I would give it to Canudo. If it doesn't, I would say that it's because Tama was able to sub him. So either Tama takes the back and chokes him out, or Canudo wins in overtime. So, and and I'm probably leaning to overtime on this one. So I'm gonna have to say Canudo. I'm sorry, Jana, you're you're my boy and all that. You know that, but you know, and I'm and I'm and I'm rooting for Johnny. Right. I'm personally rooting for Johnny. Um, I'm hoping that uh Johnny takes it in this one. I hope to see a finals match with Tama and um and Jimenez just because I know that they're boys but I know that they're gonna fight they're it gonna out try. that makes it even yeah, better that's that's what it would make, that it, make it so it much so more much better. awesome yep so, so I'm gonna pull for Tama you okay. know I think that it's probably gonna go overtime um with Canudo and Canudo will probably or or he has a better chance at scoring the first point through right. takedowns but I'm rooting for Tom myself. So okay, right. you, you never know. You never know. That's we could just yeah. Could that that one's completely this wrong one, about this all one, this. This one I don't. Even, this one's unpredictable. There's literally it's gonna be. There's a good no one. way to predict that match. It's gonna be good. And and what's gonna be awesome is that that's gonna be the match. That's gonna be like I can't wait to see Tama Canudo two, Tama Canudo three, Tama yeah. Canudo four. I just I can't. Oh, because they've never fought before. I don't think so. I don't know if they have. It's not a nogi. So. All right, so in in match six over here, um, assuming that you have Taza, I got Rotulo, and we're both at a coin toss for Tom and Canudo. So I think it's Tama, I think anyone in three beats anyone in four. I think whoever wins I agree match with that. three goes to the I, final. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I whoever wins that. match so, three is going straight to the final. I agree with that. I like how you put that. That's that's. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think like if Tama fights, if Tama fights Rotulo, I think that he uh, will be able to like outscore him or sub him with the Tama lock. Mm-hmm. I really think that he could sub with the Tama lock. Uh, if not, at least take his back and choke him out. Um, I think that if Tama and Taza go together, 
that's a little bit of a different story because Taza has a, you know, leg lock entries and 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 Tama likes to play the open guard, mm-hmm. way to guard and and whatnot. And um, uh, who do he, he fought? Uh, Tama fought Ethan Creliston uh, not too long ago, and he showed that he can fight in that realm. He showed that he can you know, be more aggressive. He was way more aggressive than, than Ethan. And he was able to, um, go for, you know, sub attempts. He won a decision. This I believe, a Nogi? But it was no, it was fight to win. Okay. And, oh, uh, I think that, uh, I think that Tama beats Taza also. So definitely Tama beats Taza or Ty. Now, okay. as far as Canudo goes, I think Canudo can definitely beat Rotulo. I yeah. think that he can sub him. You know, early on, if not, definitely uh, win in the overtime. And against Taza, yeah, against Taza, I think Canuto will be able to. Three's just a really strong. That's you know strong what, match. though? Canuto and Taza could be a little bit more difficult because I think Canuto has had trouble with the, the leg lock game. Mm-hmm. So I think if Taza is able to, like, get some good entries, on uh Canuto, I think that he might he could he could squeak it out. Right. But I do still think that like anyone in three beats anyone in four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So so that that leads us to the the finals, which we predict is gonna be Jimenez. Uh-huh. Um again and we don't Tama. know if it's gonna be Canuto or Tama. So if it's if it's Jimenez and Canuto, who do you got? I mean, I can tell you this too. Jimenez and Canuto actually know each other quite well because they train together in Las Vegas quite a bit. So they know each other's games. They're friends. Right. So that's going to be another interesting match. Basically, Jimenez, basically, Roberto's going to fight one of his friends, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> and those I'm t- those are always the best roles. Yeah, so um, I think that like I think Roberto, I think Roberto Canuto will maybe go to Roberto. I think in overtime. Um, and then Roberto what with a back take? I think it'll probably be something like that. Yeah, because I think mm-hmm. Roberto's gonna be hard for Canuto to take down. I think. Um, it's gonna end up being a scrambler, a scramble, yeah, and scrambled. one of them is gonna so, win yeah. via back take. Although I think that you know Roberto has that that edge, but at the same time, Canuto knows Roberto's game and has like trained with him and rolled with him and stuff. So it's it's also a bit of a toss up, right? That's and the then thing. if it's and then if it's Jimenez and Tama, I really don't know. It's just gonna be them doing cartwheels around each other. It's I think that like if it's Roberto and Tama. I give the edge to Tama for two reasons. Okay. Tama Tama's most likely gonna, you know, pull the open guard and play his leg lock game, maybe end up on the back on Roberto. Um I'm not super, super confident that that's the case, but I think that there's an edge there. But the other thing is that I think that there's there might be a little big brother syndrome there. Yeah. So if it's Tama Jimenez psychological thing right there. Yeah, if it's Tama Jimenez, I think that there will be some big brother syndrome. And maybe Roberto doesn't uh, pull the trigger as much on Tama and stuff. So okay, I like that. So, so I would say if it's Tama Jimenez, I would say it's Tama. And if it's Canudo Jimenez, I would give it to Jimenez. I would give it to Roberto. This, this, this. There's actually, I think that this is going to be one of the best events of the summer because as long as nobody gets COVID. Right. As long as nobody Knock gets on COVID. Wood. Knock on wood. I'm knocking. Mm-hmm. I'm knocking on wood. As long as nobody gets COVID, I think that this one has the most drama behind it. Yeah. So I'm super excited for yeah, this one. It's gonna be I cannot wait. One. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I, and, and the super fights, I don't really know too many, uh, too much of the super fights. Unfortunately, they don't really have like. You know, a place where I think third coast grappling needs to do a little bit better organization. They don't have like a specific place where I can see the entire fight card. And I uh, I kind of struggle finding some information on them and stuff. Um, but I also know that they're going to do a, I think, a two on two kids match 
which is insane. The <laughs> last the last third coast grappling, they literally had a battle royale with ten children, all ten children on the mats going for submissions while referees would wow. like take out the kids. If they got submitted, I think that they were removed from the mat until there was only one standing. And it was mayhem. I think it was to be perfectly honest with you, I personally <laughs> think that it's a uh, <laughs> It's a, it's extremely dangerous and possibly even irresponsible. I saw I saw this one girl that was trying to pass some kid's guard, uh, and a kid from the back ran and just jumped on her back and slapped on a choke, and that had so much poten- potential to be disastrous. Right, like of falling course, falling on someone's leg, or you know, breaking her own leg. The way that he just launched on it was insane. Who thought of that? <laughs> idea it's crazy. I don't know. Someone thought I, of that. I, I just want to be like, like, whose man's is this? Like, this is someone crazy. Someone thought of that, but then several other people were like, no, yeah, that's a great idea. That is such a bad idea. <laughs> I, I saw that. Like, my heart was dropping every single second, every single second that went by for fear that one of these kids was going to, like, have a broken limb or something. Ugh. So I hope that we never see a battle royale as cool as that <laughs> is. Um, I mean, could you imagine if it was adults? Let's say Cyborg is one of the guys on the battle royale, and he's just oh running God. like a freight train and jumps on your back. Oh it would be a rugby God. match. Yeah, it would be a rugby match. So, but yeah, I know that there's going to be a two-on-two kids match. So, so they're close grappling. They have an event here. They have some potential for this event to be amazing. I think that they definitely need a fix their stream i know that they've had issues with their stream so anybody that's going to watch it just be ready for that their last couple events have had issues with their stream dropping Mm -hmm. so i hope that they have fixed it for this event that seems to be quite big um but uh but yeah that's 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 where i find that's where i think the uh kumite is going to go down or how the kumite is going to go down so it'd be super dope if they like you know like uh in blood sport how they folded the mats up to kind of yeah. create like a little bit of a curve at the mm-hmm. end. Just, they should totally do that for the finals. If it's really going to be the Kumite, that's how they got to do it. Yep. There's some guys with spears there too. <laughs> um, so that's going to do it for us, I think. Uh, I don't know if Danny has anything that he wants to add. Oh, I'm but... really hyped for this. This, Yeah, I'm super hyped. I cannot wait. So, But anyway... I hope I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the show. Um, you know, let us know what your thoughts are on uh, our picks for the uh, for the third coast grappling Kumite five and, and who we think is going to win. Right. And um, if you think you're wrong, see. let us know. We can yeah. argue about it. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. Peace out. That was awesome, right? We're still right. Recording. We're still recording.